Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. That's grace. That's working in grace. No worry. No mind of need. You don't have any mind of need. When is it telling? I don't know. God said he settled it. And it will shock you. That's grace. That's grace. That is grace. The effort is too much. The effort is too much. This is the fullness of faith. Grace. Walking in grace is the fullness of faith. The place where you don't worry about. That's why it's faith. You believe in him. Fully in him. You stop. You don't do anything. You just believe. Because he said, even when you sleep, he can provide. Yet you said I won't sleep. Because the fear is that Charlie, if I don't put in something small, I will not make it. Charlie, man must do. You are a man. You are a man now. You know, you are grown up, you are of age. Now you must defend for yourself. Nobody will fend for you. Nobody. Yes, no human being will fend for you. But why do you depend on man? For curse is any man that puts his trust in man. Do not be wise in your own eyes. That's what the Bible says. But in all things, acknowledge me and I will direct your path. That's what God says. You know why we, have, we, have, we need to preach a lot to you? So that these things will keep ringing, keep ringing, keep sinking, keep ringing, keep sinking because there is a thin line between your normal way of work and grace. And if you don't take time, as the two of them, faith is supposed to override your work. You see, you don't go and work for somebody because you are looking for money. Or you want to be blessed out of money. You work because you are blessed. That's why you are working. That one makes you work better. Because if you don't see it like that, and originally that is how it is. If you go into work for money so that you will be blessed and become somebody in future, then when you are not paid well, when things are not going on well, you will rise up and you will obstruct. Second Timothy 6.1 You fight your bosses. Because you think you deserve. Of course. You deserve more than this. You deserve this. You deserve that. The reason why you are not getting is because what they are not giving you is as a result of your effort. Did you get that? Yes, if you get 500, to them, that is your, that's what you deserve. 
is not grace. Grace means you don't even need to do anything, but you get a million. The choice is ours. The choice is ours. Are you with me? Now that I have laid some foundation, now let's go back to Romans 4. He said, let me use Abraham as an example. It is clear that, humanly speaking, he was the founder of Judaism. What was his experience of being made right with God? That statement means what? Righteousness. Okay. Two. (laughs) Was it by good works of keeping the law? No. No. For if it was by the things he did, he would have something to boast about. The reason why the wrath of God, God gets offended, angry. When you decide to do that thing, because he knows you, are, you want to boast. You want to boast in the thing. <laughs> you want to boast? No, sir. Let him do it and take the glory. He said, if it was something Abraham did, which means that there was nothing Abraham did, whether good or bad, he didn't do anything. Because if he had done something and received the righteousness, Abraham would have boasted that, look, you know what? The way I prayed, the way I did this, that's how I can receive righteousness. Wow. Grace, you don't even know how he got here. If you really know how you got here, that's not grace. The only advice to give people is trust God. Have faith. That's all. If you think, I did this. And that's what we do. Charlie, you know, we prayed. You know, we did this. We did that. And we did that. We did. No, 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 no. Bible says, Abraham did nothing. Because if he did, he would have something to boast about. But no one boasts before God. The Bible is just telling you, no one boasts before God. That is why when you work in the house of God, and you angrily or say, I won't do it again, I'm good. That's boastfulness. Do you know what you're trying to say? If I'm not there, that's boastfulness before God. He will replace you quickly. And replace you well. I learned that long ago. I learned that. If I drop the mic today, it won't take a month or two. You guys might think, oh, we don't have a preacher yet. Okay, somebody will preach small. Don't worry. I will be so replaced. Bring somebody more graced that your impact will not even be felt. God will do it for his glory. For the office, maybe, yeah. But even in the office, you don't boast. Because once you leave, they employ another. You leave, they employ. As you say, oh, I'm resigning. No, HR start looking. Job vacancy. If men do this, you think God, God. So nobody can boast before God. My preaching here, I should never think it's my preaching that is making the church grow. It's my preaching that's making people come to church. No, sir. I'm playing my part. My part of his will. If it is you, you are just playing a part of his will. You too, you are playing a part of his will. For his glory, because we are all replaceable. We are all replaceable. 
we are all replaceable. Now go on. He said, listen to what the scripture says. Because Abraham believed God's word. His faith transferred God's righteousness into his account. Look at this in King James. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. What does it mean? His faith is righteousness. That's what he's trying to say. Abraham's faith is righteousness. The reason why you receive God's righteousness is so you live by faith. You live by faith. For what say the scripture? Abraham believed God. Now, in the previous verse, the Bible says he did nothing. So whether Abraham was a good man or he was a bad man, God didn't care. All God cared about was that Abraham believed God. Verse 4. Now to him that worketh is the reward. Not reckoned of grace, but of debt. What is he saying? He's saying that if I put in some effort, then what I get as a reward is not of grace. It is because somebody owed me. Now, when you work every month, at the end of the month, your company owes you for that month. And that money they pay you is the reward. That is why you are asking for salary increment. They, they can choose not to give you for the rest of your life. Because they don't want to owe you plenty. So they can even tell you that write your letter and say your performance is not really good because you are being paid on your performance. God causes a reward. But God gifts. When people work, they earn wages. It can't be considered a free gift. That's why I said in Hebrews 6, 11, 6, don't go there, where he says that you know, he that cometh to God must first of all believe that he is and is a rewarder. That word rewarder is actually he's a free giver. He's a free giver of them that did it. Because God can reward you. Because what can you do? Now, if he say God has rewarded you, it means there was something you did that deserved. In other words, God owed you. No, that's what he said. Go back to King James. He said, it's a debt. So God owed you. Okay? God owed you. Go on. He said, but no one earns God's righteousness. No one earns it. It cannot be earned. You cannot earn righteousness. It can only be transferred when we know, you see, let me put it this way. You are going for an interview and you were glad that you were shortlisted. You were part of that. Remember, you are not the only person. Neither were you the only Christian. You are seven people. Let's say four are Christians, three are not. God now has no respecter of persons. Because you are all, literally, you are all his children. He won't say, okay, I like you very much because he's fair. So who should take the job? The only one who takes the job is the one that takes the job by faith. 
Why by faith? The only one that allow God's grace to work. Which means that, yes, I researched about the company. I found out about them. I dressed well. But it is not my dressing. It is not what I know about the company. It is not how intelligent I am. It is about God speaking for me. So I go to the interview room with God in mind. So you realize that you did not, and I can attest to this. They ask you questions, you come out and realize that you couldn't answer properly. But you are the one they wanted. Where your strength is, God's abilities is withheld. Where your weaknesses are, God's strength shows up. That's the song you sang. In your weaknesses, his strength is seen. <laughs> you are going to write exam. You have not finished studying everything. The reason why you won't come to church is because you think you haven't studied so much. You know, so you think already you fail. You fail. You failed. Actually, that's it. You failed. Yes, I know I have not studied enough. But what? I'm going to write the exam under the grace of God. So no fear enters your heart. You just walk into the exam room saying, Lord, I didn't study well. I subject this under your grace. Do, you do what you have to do. Just write. I told you about a young man who went to pray and went to the exam hall. After the paper, when the examiner was marking, marked everybody's part. When he got to that boy's stand, as he finished marking, he would hear in his voice, add more marks. He will hear, add more marks. You see, when your effort is part of it, forget it. You will feel miserably. In fact, you will feel like the unbelievers. And when God is about to do something for you, and he gives you a hint, don't add effort to it. Don't add effort. Okay. So he said, but no one ends God's righteousness. It can only be transferred when we no longer when we no longer rely on our works, it can only be transferred when we no longer rely on our works. You haven't learned to rest. You worry. And when you worry, you will work your own work. And the Bible says that <laughs> you cannot, and listen, you have the righteousness of God. But you need to walk in the righteousness. But you can never walk in the righteousness that you already have, except by faith. What is righteousness? Faith. So you are not walking in righteousness because you are not walking in faith. That's all. And he said that it can only be transferred when we no longer, the day you stop relying on your own work, then you begin to walk in righteousness, right things. What is righteousness? Prophet Manasseh told us, being made right with God and having right access to God. So that's all. He said, but believe in the one who powerfully declares the ungodly to be righteous in his eyes. It is faith 
Not the person's behavior. It is faith. Not the person's state of being. It is faith. Whether the person is a good person or is a bad person, the person is a prostitute or the person is an arm robber or the person is gay or the person is what? It is faith that transfers God's righteousness into your account. That's why your personality doesn't count. So we preach from the pulpit. You can't take communion because you are married to two wives. Because you are not doing this. So you know, you know, works, works, the law. Do this. Do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. And this is why you go to school to learn. The do's and don'ts of life. The do's and don'ts of life. And actually, we have become masters of the do's and don'ts of life. Because it doesn't make sense to you. And for some of you, you are just listening. It doesn't make sense for you, for you to say, okay, I'll just be there. I won't do anything. For God to feed me. Are you wiser than God? Are you more, are you holier than God? Did he not show that in the Bible? Did he not feed Elijah with bread and with meat every morning? Did he not bring the same Elijah with cake and water? You are better. No, the truth is that you haven't trusted him yet. You are always worried. You need to go and make some money so we haven't closed church. You need to go and, you know, because if you don't go, tell you, you will lose the money. Really? That's effort. Oh. So indeed, you, know, you won't get a thing. Do you understand grace? God in his fullness. God in his full abilities on my behalf. God working out his glory on my behalf. Maybe yesterday I killed somebody. Yesterday I fornicated. Yesterday I killed somebody. I did anything. But my faith. <laughs> Can I share something with you? Yes, you will be shocked that what God sees is your faith, not your actions. God doesn't see your actions. He sees your faith. That's all. No, he just told you here. Look at it. He just told you. But believe in the one who powerfully declares the ungodly. He saw that the guy was ungodly. But he went past his ungodliness and saw his faith. And says the faith is that which transfers God's righteousness into his account. So God saw that the guy was ungodly. But he didn't look at Am I the one to tell you no? No. Because even to tell you don't fornicate is actually law. No, I'm telling you. For me to say, hey, don't fornicate. Hey, don't, don't do this. Don't commit adultery. Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's law. You will do it more. Because the strength of sin is the law. But when I tell you about grace, 
it is God that knows how he will turn you around. Because grace is God's awfulness. That's all. Go to verse 6. David saw this thing. Even King David himself speaks to us. Speaks to us. David speaks to us as regarding the complete wholeness that comes inside a person. When God's powerful declaration of righteousness is head over our lives. What is that declaration? You are acquitted and discharged of everything you have ever done and everything that you ever do. I will not impute your sin against you. You are free today and you are free forever. The Bible says it brings complete wholeness. I want my church people to walk in pure grace and enjoy the fullness of God's grace. We are not here for gimmicks. We have tried with effort. We have tried and tried and tried and tried. Yet we have not gotten the results that we are looking for. We choose to go the grace way. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Sit down for a while. We choose to go the grace way. I like sleep. And you see God put billions in your account. Are you listening? The normal man will say, are you correct? Is it not the same Bible that said, a hand that doesn't work, doesn't eat? That's why I began by telling you what was in the man's mind right from the beginning. Before you and everybody came into the world, his mindset was what? Mercy and grace. That's how he wanted to start everything until sin stopped him. And then he had to send his son to come and pave the way again for his mercy and grace to still continue. That's where we are now. Look at the next one. He said, apart from our works, God's work is enough. Ladies and gentlemen, allow God to work. You are worried about your children too much. You are worried about your husband too much. You are worried about your wife too much. You are worried about your business too much. You are worried about everything too much. You have worked enough. God's work is enough. Allow him to work. Sleep. Sleep. You hear me? Yeah. Sometimes you pray in works. You pray in works. You pray. All your prayer are works. So you demand. Instead of demanding according to grace, you demand according to law. <laughs> God, I fasted. You know, maybe after this 20 days and 25, the thing you are demanding from God, if it doesn't happen. And of course, it will not happen, right? Apart from our works. It means if you put your work aside, all the works that God will do on your behalf is enough. You know, I kept telling you, the born again doesn't need to work to make money. I, I kept telling you this. But you see, the mind is made up of saturated with the traditions of this life. Because they will tell you 
That's why everybody wants to go to school. Everybody wants to go to the university. Everybody wants to go and do doctorate. Everybody wants to go and do this. Everybody. So what's the purpose? What's the purpose? To make money and to become somebody. To become somebody. To become somebody. Which area are you talking from? Are you talking from this point that you want to achieve? Or you are talking from this point where you already are? I'm talking to the man that had the glorified life. We went somewhere yesterday in the evening to go and buy something. And when we got down from the car, I just said to myself, I'm not, I'm not ordinary like these people. I'm a glorified man. I was being conscious. Yeah, and I got down. And we entered the place. I, I was walking around. I saw other people there. But I said, I'm not like them. No, I'm a different man. You see, you must have this consciousness. Pick what the Bible is saying and do it. When you go amongst your, your friends, just know you are a different person. They can be Christians, but they have no consciousness. So, church of us are trying to make, to become somebody. Because to you, you are nobody. That's why your life is like that. Because you have already said and declared and thought. You know, what is in your heart is who you are now. So, you want to make it, eh? You want to make it. You want to make it? Make what? You want to become somebody according to the structure of human life. When God says you are the glorified, you have a glorified life. I am up here. I operate from here. I don't operate from here. I don't force myself to get up there because I can never get there. It takes faith to put me there. struggling. We are struggling unnecessarily. From today, let the struggle stop. From today, stop, 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 stop. Whatever struggle it is, stop. Stop. Don't pray against the devil. It's not him. You stop. You are the one that is struggling. Say, I've stopped. Because the Bible says that apart from our works, God's work, no, yours is works. His is work. He does one for all. You must do plenty for one. Apart from our works, God's work is enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Go on to the next one. I wish I can finish this. Here is what David says. What happy fulfillment is ahead for those whose rebellion has been forgiven and whose sins are covered by blood. Now, two things are true here. He's talking about some people. It is obvious that they are rebellious. Rebellious means that no good thing will ever come to them. Nobody likes them. Nobody will favor them. Nobody will give them anything. The second one is that their sins, they have sins. They are sinful. It means that nothing of grace can come to them. No blessing. But they are the same people that God has forgiven their rebellion and forgiven their sins. Hold on. Did he forgive them of their sins and rebellion because they changed or stopped from being rebellious? 
Or they stop sinning? No. Faith. You did not receive Christ. You changed your life. You received Christ. When you were still in that sin, when you were still that man, when you were still that wretched, that is when you received him. He didn't look at your sin, your state. He looked at your faith. Because when you exercise faith for salvation, what you are trying to tell God is that my work has come to an end. I am relying on your full, in, in fact, all your, the fullness of your work. Let it work. Then God says, uh-huh, you have come to the right place. Now that you have acknowledged that I'm the one who handles the show, now I declare on you, take a part of me to be just like me. Isn't this amazing? David saw this. Oh, David saw this. David saw it. I think it's Psalm 22. He said the whole, he said, wow, amazing. Because when they sin, God dealt with them. But he said, there's coming a people. Even when they are sinning, the more they sin, the more God forgives. Is it scripture? For the Bible says, where sin abounds, grace even abounds much more. Go on. What happy progress. What happy progress. What happy progress comes to them when they hear the Lord speak over them. I will never hold your sins against you. Yet, the, you see you are not excited about it. That's the reality. No. Anytime I hear righteousness, you see, you have no idea how much you are forgiven. You see, you take God's word for granted. And you don't experience it. So the word that is supposed to give you joy does not give you joy. The word becomes normal. You hear truth. And it makes you feel normal. Like, okay. No. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny. Daniel Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many Many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.